0: Real life street stars, we here with Division. Yeah. Yeah. A young goat in
1: the building, man. What's up with it, brother? How you doing? I'm good, I'm good.
0: For everybody ain't knowing Def Dump, no stupid, living up under a rock, man, let's tell them where you're from
1: Toronto, Canada, Scarborough to be exact. Uh, but yeah, up top. First
2: and foremost, before we even get into the history and everything of what you're going on, you in Dallas, you in Texas. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, what is the myth of Texas women
1: up in uh, up in Toronto? I, I don't know if it's a myth. I mean, it's reality.
3: No, oh,
1: talk to them. I mean, you know Southern hospitality is a real thing. Um bunch of beautiful, fun-loving, music <laughs> music-loving.
3: Yeah, they lo- they music, love
1: to have fun down here. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> music-loving, food-loving. <laughs> Um. Yeah, w- black beautiful queens that love to you know have a good time.
0: Oh man. Amen. 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 Let's go. Uh, let's get a little early start, man. Tell us about how you got into the music, man.
1: Uh, um, I mean, I've been making or trying to make music, I guess, in my you know in, from from when I was a kid. I've been in love with music from from day one. Um, but I didn't really start, I didn't really get into the the industry until probably, I would say, like the late 20 teens around there or mid 20 teens is when I started trying to write records and trying to get stuff placed and, um, you know, which eventually turned to, um, putting something out on my own, not really knowing if it was going to work out. You know, me and my producer, the other half of Division, 85, um, he uh he kinda really was the the battery in my back as far as being like, yo, let's really let the world hear the music that we've been making, that we've been keeping to ourselves. At the point where things really started to click and success kinda came was pretty much at the point I was about to give up on it, if I'm you know, keep it a bean. So You know everything in God's timing. What was the
3: thing that kept you going? Like um, you said, you were about to give up. Like you you
1: quit, and then it happened, or you were like
3: literally like. "Ah." Like
1: in my head, I was kind of like, maybe it's just not gonna pan out for me. You know, Um, I was kind of in my head about um, what I was gonna do if it didn't, and what I was gonna do if I just you know let let it go, Um, and you know that would have been nothing good. I probably would have been in all kinds of. Bullshit. I was just but, gonna uh, ask, so
0: what do you think you would be doing right now if you had
1: a quit? Oh my god. The way that the way my I'm not good with nine to fives. Oh, I man. can't I can't listen to anybody sit there and tell me what to do all day. So I mean my my options would have been very limited. I mean, if it wasn't in music. I don't think it would have been anything positive.
3: So, what was you doing for money? <laughs> was you,
1: was you like, <laughs> was you one of them niggas? That <laughs> are you gonna cut the camera? Or <laughs> what, you, what you wanna do? <laughs> um, no, I mean, right before it happened, I, w- I was working a job. I was part of a, I was part of a music program in the city that actually helped people uh, trying to get into the music business that come from you know situations that are a little bit less fortunate, don't have the access. But it was, it was kind of a, a push and pull with me because. I was helping people get to a place that I wasn't even at yet. Yeah. So I'm sitting here trying to tell people to keep going and helping them build their projects and I'm pretty much sitting on music in my in my own head and in my own space that I feel like is never going to get heard. So right. it kind of hurt me at the same time as I was giving back which was, you know, it was it was weird cuz it felt amazing to give back but at the same time it's like damn this isn't really going to happen for me. Yeah. So
3: See, it's crazy, right? Cause I was telling them like I'm I'm a and B nigga, so I got like a playlist just full of people that probably nobody knows, right? Right. And um, you know, for me, you've always been put you've been putting in work for a long time. You got songs with Snow Allegra, you got mm-hmm. you know, and Snow Allegra was another dope artist. Sure, but yeah. um it's weird that it took this song with uh you, Jermaine and Brian mm-hmm. Michael Cox for the world to kind of see your talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now it's kind of like now you're known as the toxic nigga that, that's talking about cheating <laughs> does that kind of fuck with you
1: like damn I've been putting all these fire ass records out but this the one y'all niggas finally gravitate to does that um, hit you like damn yeah it's 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 funny but at the same time we knew that before we made the record oh, I made the record sorry before we put the record out um, we had played it in the studio at Jermaine's studio for I would say no less than 100 people at different times whether it's Ten people one day, seven people the next day, but we played it over and over and over just to see what was happening. We played a bunch of records, but that song, every time we played that record, the whole room would bust in the argument. Everybody had a million opinions to say. W- women were on one side, some, and women were all divided. That was the other part, because some women are like... I get it. He's he's talking the truth, and some girls are like, oh, it's a bop, and then some girls are like, I'm triggered, I'm mad, and yeah. you know what I mean. So it was all these different reactions, and there was, you know, a bunch of men that were finally, were like, finally, somebody said it. Oh my God, we got one. We got you know, one. yeah, men men feel like that, and they haven't felt like that with R and B. Period. No, for real. You know, um, there hasn't really been an anthem that guys want to sing ever really. Um, there's been songs we want to sing, right. but I don't know if they've been looked at as anthems like that. Yeah, and so I think we knew before we put it out like this is gonna start a great conversation. I don't think we didn't think it was gonna go where it went. Right, like literally, we dropped that song and I woke up the trending most trending topic in America. <laughs> like literally, so it was a bit it was a bit of a a, a shock and you know I had to get adjusted to all the things that were being said and yeah. it was crazy because. Again, like you're saying, we've had all these records, and they're saying this. So I'm I'm watching a bunch of people that have no clue, right. What we do, what right. we've been about, what like I can really say, like I not, yeah, like I will, like I really go yeah, man. exactly. Years, guys, I'm damn not man. them. Like, don't get me twisted. Don't yeah. get it fucked up over here. I'm not anything that you guys have been hearing. So it's it's funny, and it, and it, but it's dope because it, it, what it does, it gives a fresh, a fresh uh, runway yeah. to kind of be like. All right, cool now that you guys are all looking i can go and show you what you guys have been missing so it's dope
3: man speaking of cheating man boss success coach man he, he didn't want he, he jumped out there cheating on me alone. what what advice would you give for, for him right now
1: if you if you want that woman and if that's the woman you want to be with you you better make her feel like that's the woman you want to be with i think a lot of times it's not even the cheating that will decide whether you stay together, it's how you move after that, right? I think you can make a woman still understand or feel like she means the world to you and you fucked up versus being like, oh, you yeah, know, what you want? I'm a Boston Celtics coach. Like, he's not, if that was his vibe, then, you know, chances are slim. But if he's gonna go into it and wanna, like, really, you know, make her feel and make her understand that she's, she's his queen she's the one for him then you know he's got some work to do i guess
2: is there like this is nia long we're talking about yeah is yeah. are there some people that just you know damn it man just please pe- keep your dick in your
1: pants just protect our black queens <laughs> god damn it <laughs> this is
3: this
1: is the thing man i don't Am i gonna get canceled for this no. <laughs> you don't, we don't do i'm, I'm gonna say this um I think, as, I think as men right now, I've, I've been watching this throughout the week, and I think that we're being very hypocritical because I think all of us have been saying, like, oh, Nia, like, oh, it's Nia, it's Nia. But realistically, it, we, know <laughs> we know what it is. We know what it is. It has no, and that's the, that's the important part about the song that I hope people can get to is it has nothing to do with the person that you're with, right? No matter who it is that you're with, if you if your ego is in a place where that feels like that's how you got to go, uh, you know, scratch your itch. If that's how you got to go prove that you can conquer new things. If that's how you got to, if if that's what the path that you're on. Regardless, it doesn't matter what the woman is. How many men have amazing women and they still do that? Beautiful women, successful women, accomplished women, family women, loyal women, and it's the same situation, right? So I don't think that Nia Long or any woman is just automatically exempt because we've, we've loved and adored them for so long. I think relationships are relationships and if it's real, you're going to go through some real shit.
0: Now, we know there are a number of men who salute you for this song because you're speaking a truth that we all want to say, but there's also a number of men who we got our fist up like black men don't cheat at yeah, all. Kind and you me. kind of, so <laughs> have you gotten any flack from the other side of those men who's like, hey, bro,
1: keep our secrets, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's some. I'm sure there's some. But, I mean, I think the, I think the problem with cheating is the secrets, right? It's, 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 it's the dishonesty that comes with it. I think that we got to get to a If we're ever going to progress, we're going to have to address it at some point. So, I mean, this was a time for us to just be real, take a long, good look in the mirror. And this, at the same time, as much as we, as men, we heard it and because we heard other guys and it's something that we felt, we took it as our own. There is a, let me tell you, there is a whole load of women that are hearing this song and can relate to a lot of it at the same time. Because they've them. been doing the same thing, because they've had it done to them, because yeah. their homegirl's doing it, because their mom was. You know, ch- cheated on by their dad. Whatever it is, whatever whatever angle it is that they that they're coming at it from. But women are definitely cheating just as much, if not more, than men at this point. Is f- from what I've been told from like specialists and well, yeah, therapists.
0: Now you, you know, as like certain rap artists, you know, you rap about a certain thing and you're automatically associated with that thing. Yeah. And we know R&B artists are no different. Mm-hmm. How do you? escape the stigma of the song that you know, a song that you made that is a good song, mm-hmm. but it's not exactly what you live in. It's just a good song. How, do you still get the that stigma that you have to carry now?
1: I mean, we make more songs. Yeah. You know, one thing about us and what we've always been confident about is the music. And I don't believe by any means that after the next record we're about to drop, after the record after that, after this album comes out, that people are still gonna just be thinking one thing about division, yeah. because you know this album is is a story. Yeah. You know that was a part of the story. Yeah. So,
3: man, one of the dope things about the video, um, the video in particular, um, you had Poor Minds,
1: who's yeah. some dope podcast, yeah, and you yeah, had yeah, Maul yeah. in there.
3: Yeah. Who, you know, I love uh, Rory and Maul and the uh, Joe Budden show. So tell me about like your decision to put them in the music video.
1: Um we were kind of looking for in the beginning we were looking for like a comedic person and then we said it might look a little bit forced or stretched if we just go get some comedian that i don't actually fuck with or talk with talk to like that to come and play like he's my friend yeah so we thought of Maul because we actually have a rapport um you know between us and rory and you know their podcast that they were a part of and um, you know, the love they've shown over the years. We've, sure. we've built a, a rapport and, a, you know, a, a relationship. So, um Maul was the first decision. And then after that, we were kind of like, okay, now we need to cast these ladies. Yeah. And we we're like, you know what? This song is such a conversation piece. Why not put people that have conversations and they are perfect, in the video?
3: They're funny as hell, too.
1: Yeah. Now,
2: in the video, at the <laughs> very end.
3: Yeah, we got to talk about that end.
2: <laughs> All right, so Maul Ma ends up leaving his phone, and it you know he thought it, thought it was your phone, whatever. And the question I have, you know, is, you know, your girl turned around in like some very skimpy looking clothing, right? Should a, should a female be allowed to wear those type of clothes around your homeboy?
1: Uh, I don't think we can use the word allowed. Yeah, right. right. right.
3: You
2: sound not you not sound not controlling, right? Controlling, yeah, yeah, that's not allowed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because women are allowed to do whatever they would like, but. Would I want my girl coming out in her lingerie or nightgown in front of my my nigga? No, I'd be like, "What? Whoa! <laughs> what are we doing?" <laughs> but you know, it, it 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 was uh it was supposed to you know represent that this is a in the heat of the moment thing. She was in the house like this, and she just stormed out. She's not caring about what she's wearing. Almost right. so that's all,
3: yeah. Oh, uh, I, I gotta ask about this man because again, I'm a huge Joe Budden fan. Um, and actually, Joe Budden when they play the sleepers is kinda of how I learned about division. Mm, um they were kind of critical about the song, you mm-hmm. know, and y'all kinda of went back and forth. What is your take about his thoughts about the song? Wasn't necessarily it didn't give him the the vibe that you were going for, which was the you know, the deeper meaning. I think that he
1: I think that his critique of it was I mean, everybody's up until their own opinion, so it's it's all good at the end of the day and you know it's it's all love. But um I just think some of the things that he said about it were a little bit. It's almost like someone that didn't see the the picture. People are so used to getting things a certain way, right? And so people are assuming that when you give a cheating record, you're supposed to give the remorse. Like I think he said something like, "You know, I can't play this for my girl after I go cheat on her." It's like, yeah, that's that's not the point.
2: (laughs) Didn't get it. it.
1: (laughs) This is not that song. You know, so I think that people sometimes are used to getting things a certain way, yeah. and everybody jumped to a bunch of conclu- the whole internet jumped to a bunch of conclusions. Right. And then as the days went by, I started to see the same accounts that were tweeting start changing their tunes, right. and people turn and be like, "Actually, I'm second listen. It's kind of catchy. And the third listen, oh no, this shit's a bop." And then, oh, you know what? I get what they're doing. I understand what. So I think it just takes a second, right. and with anything new, it takes a second. Right. Right, I, I, I told Jermaine this before we even dropped the record. I said, yo, you don't realize this, but this has never happened, what we're about to put out. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm telling you, there is no song like this period in the history of music where somebody created something that um, would normally be almost like a blues type record. It's 3-4 timing, it's this kind of like slow, but it has this 808 drum so it keeps it bopping like it's going to play in the club. And it has a Jay-Z sample, but then it has a guy that really sings, but then he's singing in a way that makes it so way everybody else can sing along. There's a chant hook and it's saying something that has never really been said just this cut and dry. Like this combination is creating something completely new. And he was like, really? And then when we dropped it, I was like, I told you,
0: Now, I know that you said um, Jermaine Dupree had a hand in helping create the song. Mm-hmm. So, at any time during the creative process, did you just kind of side out and be like,
1: Jenna Jackson? Did you? At, at any moment? <laughs> no, 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 no. He, um, I think he thought that, I think, I, I feel like at one point he thought people were going to try to make some correlation about that. But, I mean, I think that. Most of the fingers got pointed at division. Yeah,
2: <laughs> as they do, as they do. Yeah. Now, so you have Jermaine Dupree, like you said, kind of help coming in the studio, coming with the hook. Yeah. <laughs> and you have uh, from Escape, Candy and Tiny mm-hmm. doing a remix, If You, if you Cheated. Is that uh, what they call it? If You Get Caught? Oh, yeah, yeah. If You Get Caught, yeah. Something like that, yeah. You see them make that, of course, the correlation from Jermaine to Escape mm-hmm. back to mm-hmm. you. Um, when you see them do their remix and the, like you said, the flip they put on it, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? Because they're trying to speak from a woman's standpoint of, mm-hmm. if you get caught, mm-hmm. this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go out and, you know, run one on you. Right. Don't be mad. Right. What are your thoughts when you hear the lyrics
1: of that song? Ah, uh, there's a few different things. One is. It's ESCAPE and I'm super honored, right? that's first and foremost. Um, two is you guys are some of the last people on the planet that should be talking to me about a song <laughs> about cheating, You're you guys, I'm like what? I'm <here."> You made the side chick anthem of all time. Said, "I love being in the same room with you and your girlfriend." The fact that she doesn't know really turns me on. And now you're mad about somebody doing a cheating song. That was a little. I was like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> but then the other, the other, the other side of it that I loved um, is what this song brings about because the song works in a lot of different ways. But the way that I I, I want it to to really work at the end of it is, I wanted to bring conversations to the table that are gonna progress relationships, right? And one thing that I noticed that the song has brought out is the double standards in men, and then the hypocriticism on women. Because women are all cheering on girls talking 10 times more toxic right back at us. I didn't say, hey, I'm cheating on you, I'm gonna go sleep with your friend, and these girls are all coming back saying the craziest things at us, and they're all like, yeah! Now we like, now we rocking with it, and I'm like, wait, you just said ten times worse than what I said in my ro- my record, it. but now it's okay because you guys said it, right? So I think that the the it what it is that sh- it's kind of putting a mirror in front of everybody, and everyone's having to like yeah. address themselves, and which causes you know friction and shock and uncomfortable. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's all it's all in fun.
3: Hypothetically speaking, man, if a young man did get caught cheating, what what is something that he could say to get out of it?
1: I, I think that that's, that's that depends on the situation. Every every situation is going to be different with that. Red I don't hand. think there's any one. Red red, hand. Oh, red like she like walks Video. in and says, walk in. "Yeah, walk in." I mean, in. the only thing I've ever shaggy. heard anybody long try try well, long, Dickin. Okay, long okay. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing, position. the only thing that I think that um. Anybody has ever said that I've heard is you know shaggy. Right. <laughs> You better try that. That wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, I mean aside from aside, aside from that, I don't think that there's any one thing you can say. You gotta just if you wanna keep that girl, you better make sure she realizes that. Have you
2: ever had to use your singing ability to win a no, female band? Definitely did that.
1: No, no. I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep <laughs> it a buck. You never I'm saw that. your out. that's the whole point. It, I'm gonna keep it a buck, and this, this might point. ruin a lot of women's Damn. fantasies. But I don't like singing for girls that are like that I'm actually with. Damn. Because it starts to make me feel like okay, are you is this is this what it is? Like you're here because I have a talent versus you're here because you like like I feel like it's cheating. It's almost like I've cheated to get I this. We, I use a, I use a skill set. We're 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 set. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, down, down. I wanna feel, <laughs> I wanna at least I wanna at least feel like I got this off of me. Versus, I got this off the fact that I can just do this. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so I don't, I don't, I'm not the guy that's like, hey, baby, sit down, let me sing something me for you. I'm not, I'm not that. Man, not I'd that be butt ass <laughs> on the piano. <laughs> yeah.
3: Nah, that's wild, man. Um, so let me ask you this, like, if you caught your girl T, like, would you just get some get back or would you leave her? Like, can, can, can it be, re- like, is that something that you can get past? Like, um, what kind, of, what, what kind of what kind of
1: what kind of cheating are we talking about? Well, because there's getting, different like, they're kinds
0: they're of cheating. Uh, not, at the not, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, like she's sleeping no, with no, someone else. Not that wild ass no, like, shit that they asked her. <laughs> okay. the Just the situation. She came from the club, met a man, dude, went too far. She got caught, and now we have this. Now this is this situation in front of
1: me. Yeah. See, I think I could believe that she, I could believe that she loves me. But I don't know that that would make me stay. And it's the same right that women have in the same way.
0: Why is it that men can't stay after?
1: Because I think, and this is generally speaking, commonly yeah, speaking, um, we're 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 physical beings. We're, we're wired different. a little bit different, and so yeah, what what when something touches the physical of our person or our it it almost like emasculates us. It's almost like you might as well just, like, cut our balls off in our minds. Yeah, like, we're yeah. not even men anymore. So I think it takes away something at our actual nature. Whereas women, they're more emotional beings than physical. So if you can find a way to nurture the emotional part, you might have a chance of them getting over the physical part is what I commonly hear anyways.
2: Now, speaking of that, you have mentioned that, you know, men normally will probably cheat for ego. Mm-hmm. But do you feel like... Um, is uh monogamy or not cheating going against
1: man's nature um I think it's going a lot against a lot of men's nature I don't know that every single person because I think I when I grew up I was I wasn't even I was nowhere near thinking I'm gonna be the guy that has x amount of girls at the same time you know i I was in a my my long longest relationship, I was faithful from front to back, mm-hmm. completely. How long was that? About like five years. Oh, yeah. Shit. oh, yeah. My my <laughs> deal was like end. Like, <laughs> <and, laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the way from the end of high school Wait, into the like, beginning of this, years fuck right fuck after this. that, and then <laughs> but after that. Um, You know, things change, life changes, you experience different things, you you make different decisions. So I don't know that, I don't know that the same thing applies to everybody at the same times in their life, but I think for a lot of men, yeah, I think a lot of men um, at their core, you know, certain things to do with monogamy doesn't naturally come to them. They feel like, okay, yeah, I know I have my favorite thing, but I feel like I should have other things as well. Um, or person, or car, or whatever it might be. Um, whereas I find women a lot of times, they're like, you know, they always want the pink Ferrari, they get the pink Ferrari, and that's what they wanted.
2: Yeah. And I have to ask you, uh, and I just want your thoughts on this. So NLE Chopin recently just, of course, broke up with this girl because he chose a more polygamistic lifet- lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming she just couldn't get with, you know, emotionally, she couldn't get with it. Do you feel yourself or men in general mm-hmm. can possibly take a woman coming at them with the same notion that, hey, I want to live a polygamistic lifestyle to where it's not just you, it's multiple men. And I want to let you know that I'm dealing with multiple men. Wait, wait, sorry. A woman comes to me. A woman comes to a, comes to a man. And, and, says and says she says, wants to deal with multiple You're men. You're one of many. Right.
1: And you have to get with this. Do I, I think that there's I'm men I'm bossed up and you just got to get with it. I think there's I've de- I've heard men say that they're okay with that stuff. Yeah. Because, because but what that is what I in my what I actually believe is that I don't know that man loves that girl. Right. right. He might just want that girl. Right. Be cool to be with that girl. Oh, she's such and such a person. She's so bad. She has this and this and this and this and this and this. Cool. I I'll, I'll deal with that, you know, but I think once you, once you actually love somebody, it, I think it changes how, a lot of times how men feel anyways about that kind of thing.
3: Now, Now, you played a new, a new song that's dropping Friday. They got my favorite R&B group, Jagged Edge on it.
0: Ooh.
3: Mm. Oh, man. And you were singing, singing on that one. Um, talk to us about that. So how did you link up with Jagged Edge, man?
1: Um, at At Jermaine's studio. Yeah. Um, they just happened to be coming in after one. Of, they, I think they were just at the club. And they just they just pulled up just to say what's up to to Jermaine, and um, I think it was Brandon at first. He, uh, he heard the song because I had this, the song was already done um, without them, and then um, he heard it and he was just like, "Yo, this song is like magic. This song is gonna play forever, you know. Like the song is the song, amazing. Like you gotta just make sure that this song gets highlighted." And then at the end of the record, I was kind of just like, "It feels like it needs something. I don't know." I don't know what it is. And um we thought, you know what, if we actually make Jagged Edge come and just sing sing their like classic harmonies and sing and bring that real, real vibe to it. That because um, you know, even those piano the piano that's on it and so is B. Cox and he, you know, he obviously did all those Jagged Edge records. So uh they came in and they blessed us, man. They they really blessed us and um they've been really dope and supportive and you know, big shout-outs to them for sure.
0: Now you know your style of r&b is what i would figure more traditional love and love making Mm -hmm. like real baby making music do you feel like you have something that's going to be a difficulty coming up against the more supercharged r&b where it's just more like it's love but it's just trap or it's it's this but it's not Mm -hmm. really r&b but it's r&b ish Mm -hmm. but it just kind of is following the wave of like trap and rap
1: um I think that's what makes division division. I think that yes, we're not sir. we're not them, we're not trying to be them. we're not um we're not scared to be ourselves, which is you know kind of the meaning of what division is. Um, so I don't want to be like anybody. you know, I want us to go in and make music that we love. if that happens to have some trap shit on it, then it happens to have some trap shit on it. If it's you know talking about. You know, if somebody gets caught cheating, mm. it's talking about that. If it's something like too deep and it's just about, you know, uh, not wanting to pull out, it's it's as real as it gets. I want to make the... <laughs> Wait, what? I want to make... That's this? as real <laughs> as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> It'll hey, there, right? make Keep like this, it right? in. I don't want <laughs> hey, <out>, to... <laughs> yeah, I want us to have... I want people... I want, if nothing else, I want people to be like... This is the realest niggas in the game as far as how the the the, the subject matter and what we choose to talk about and no, how we talk about it for sure. Now you do like
2: real R&B. Um, with the situation when you see like a future, a little TJ, uh, you know the, the the other rappers who are also melodic where they consider the R&B. What are your thoughts when you see those melodic rappers
1: no, to in me, the R&B category? To, oh. I feel like they should have a category for themselves that is closer to melodic rap you know best melodic rap collab should be like a, a whole thing because not only does it it takes away a little bit from um r&b when you put it in the same thing but i think on the other side of it, it doesn't even give them their credit on the fact that yo a whole new genre has emerged like give them their credit and their space to be able to own and run that so i think everybody wins if we start to actually identify things and classify them for what they are.
3: I've always wondered this, like, where, do, where does an R&B artist go like, for their platform? Like, with rap, there's so many platforms for rap, yeah. but for R&B, it doesn't seem like there's that many platforms that are just a viral platform to, to launching you know, new R&B music. Where do you personally go? Um, I know y'all have OVO sound, but other than that. No, nah,
1: I I'm gonna be real with you. I've been in so many conversations lately where I'm talking to people and I'm trying to get one a real one started, you know, because there isn't one. You know, there is no Vlad TV for RM or whatever it might be. Um so I really feel like we gotta I think that something like that would help shape and push this thing back to where it is like we're you know we're seeing r&b artists on drink champs and stuff now right so it's like okay cool it's dope to see them sit down with nori and sit down on a platform like that but at the same time i would love to see them sit down with somebody who is been dedicated to this art form
3: take, take yeah I, like i seen you, i've seen you on a breakfast club say this is my first Breakfast Club interview yeah. and you're cool and Angelili, they love your music. Right. But it took for that in order for you to even yeah. get a look. Does that is that frustrating? Like, damn, I'm
1: nah, like- you know, it, it, I can't say it's frustrating because one thing that if I've learned anything is. Is like patience in God's timing, you know, you you, you can't. I think you'll always be frustrated in life if you sit around and be like, damn, you know, I should be here. Right. I, I could have that. Um, but I think, you, yeah, I think at the end of the day, we still got to realize that we're, we're still building whatever this new era is. And I think I can't wait to see something step up and really be that space for R&B acts and artists to go up there and live their lives, talk their shit, talk about their music, their life, their relationship, whatever it might be. And really get that same thing. It seems like if the, if it's not drama related, then it doesn't really get any any clicks. But you know, maybe there's a way that the right person could kind of put it in a, in a different perspective. I think.
0: Um, you know, there's been a lot of danger that's associated with being an artist. Do you feel like those are rap artists? Do you feel like r and artists are still? Subject to those type of dangers, or do you think it's kind of like that? That's the thing that's only associated oh, to rap?
1: with rap music. Um, I mean, we move around like it is a real thing for us too. Okay. Um, I think you gotta stay safe, and you gotta know what's worth it and what's not. Um, you know, me and my team, we've all been around. We've seen our fair share. Been involved in our fair share. So we kinda always keep that um, you know, our eyes open and our and just our wits about us. But um I think as soon as you start talking about money, you know, money's root of all evil. That's what they yeah. always they've always said. So I think as you start getting into, you know, people, people and their intentions, I think you always gotta be careful. And I think it's always on us as a as a community to kind of be like, you know, just aware of, you know, surroundings and then, you know the pros and cons of doing whatever it is that you're going to do, whether that's a party, whether that's, you know, going to check a girl, whether that's, um, you know, just doing whatever your daily routine is. We
2: don't, we don't hear too much about RB beef, uh, two R B artists going at it. <laughs> I'm curious. I gotta ask you if it was deep for you, you only have one song to cut to, to make love to what is that number one Song that you if there's would say a song from someone else from someone else that you say hey, this. This is the only song that I have that we is going down. Here we go. What song are you playing for sex purposes? For sex purposes, huh? Ooh. Okay, here we go.
1: And you're talking all time, right? All right time, now.
2: all time. This is you only get one. This is what, what you turning on. What you turning on.
1: Ooh, that's so hard. That's so. This is a hard question. Um, but I will say, um, so anxious is. It's always one of my favorite records, and it's lo- it's, it's long. It's a long song, so you got enough time to kind of you know get your shit started. You know what I mean? It's got a it's got a bounce. Um, and you know we we sampled it uh, on our first project. So, but. I've always loved that. Yeah. I've always loved that song. Yeah.
0: Now, I always ask this of people who are often um, in the industry Does a regular female have a chance
1: with division? Oh, 100%. I'm definitely not the guy looking for like the industry girl or the super popping popular or whatever. If, if I happen to meet that person and me and her have a connection, cool. That's what it is. But I'm not shooting at that. I'm just I like I said we're, I'm more about what's real. So if I meet you and you're working wherever you're working or doing whatever you're doing and we happen to just catch something real, that's yeah, that's that's all good with me for sure.
2: Now, real quick uh for those that have never been to Toronto, man, I personally got a chance to recently visit. And man, it's kind of underwhelming as far as the the People talking about what actually happens in Toronto, Canada. Like it's Mm -hmm. really lit to a point to where you'd be surprised that more artists hasn't like bounced from there. And just Mm -hmm. that's not the music capital. Mm -hmm. Um, What are your thoughts on? uh, I want to say before Drake and after Drake, as far as uh, Toronto and the music Um, for coming from there.
1: We've always been a super talented, super cultured city, but Drake is, Drake was the, you know, the, the TNT, the C4 that blew the door open and kind of allowed people to look over there with a, with a different set of eyes. You know, we've always kind of felt, um, you know, we're so close to New York as far as where we are and stuff like that, that it's almost felt like, you know, New York's almost like a big brother city because it's just right over, it's right there and it's kind of built the same, it looks the same, but they everything was over there. Everybody was going there for music and going there for things. Um, so, you know, just like any city, before it gets really popping, you know, you're kind of just waiting your turn. But I think um, the Drake effect as far as when he, you know, kind of took over the game, um, you know, it changed everybody. It changed, it allowed us to look as the city and say, Oh, we can actually do. We can be here and and do this. And I think that that was all the gas it needed. And then you know, here we are with the weekend and you know everybody party next door. Tory Lanez, Daniel Caesar, every every you know it's 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 yeah, was division. Waiting, like, yeah, it's like oh okay, doors open, let's go. You know, so it, it, it's, it's dope, man, for sure.
0: What can we what can we expect from this upcoming project?
1: Um. I think it has a lot of what everyone is saying. They've been feeling like R and B's been missing. Um, I think that it has the realest, most accurate to today um, viewpoint on love and relationships and on situations, and I think I think. This album is—we literally went into this like we're going in here to make sure that people leave on every song and can't figure out which one is their song.
2: And if I'm trying to make a baby uh, we that got, night, we got something on there. What for you, song man? am I playing?
1: What song? Well, give me a song. What song am I playing? <laughs> um, you might have to. You might have to. No, there's a couple on there. Um, the song called "Tired,"
3: that I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the song, the song called "Tired"
1: on there, that I think is is gonna really do that for, for people. That's gonna be there. All right, let's go. let's Amen. go get busy.
0: Hey man, brother, you got any shout outs? Um, yeah, man, shout out to you guys, man, for having yeah, me up here, man. There, man. I ain't got nothing Thank more to say. you for coming. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Hey. Hey, hey, before we get out of here, is it cheating?
1: If you keep your exes nudes. Keep your exes nudes. I don't know that's cheating. No, I don't think that's cheating, but Are you are you keeping the nudes to go do things to the nudes? Are you trying to look at them in your own time and and and, and... I just not just like to keep them in the archives, you know. So sometimes we... <laughs> I don't think it, I don't I don't, th- I don't think having the picture is the cheat. I think what you do with the picture can Le- get you there the line. Is, well, <laughs> is it cheating if your girl go get a male massage? Hell yeah! <laughs> 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 is it one? Of, is it one? Of, is it one of those island guys with the dreads that are all like oiled up, right? that are lifting her up and doing it? Nah, nah, she can't. Nah, nah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Division, we thank you so much for coming thank through. Thank you, brother. brother. Man. Appreciate you guys. It was a, it was a real press. It was a real pleasure. Man, don't get too lit to forget. When you come back to Dallas, man, come holler I us. Oh, man. no. We're tapping in. Amen. Yes, sir. You are a real life street star. Hey,
3: hey. Shout out real life street stars, nigga. Morning.